0: Welcome to Lung Cancer Concert, the podcast of the International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, a global organization dedicated to research and practice advances in thoracic oncology. You can find all our podcasts on SoundCloud and at islc.org in the newsroom. We are your hosts, Dr. Nargis Flores and Dr. Steven Leo. Welcome to Lung Cancer Concert. My name is Dr. Nargis Flores. I'm the Associate Director of Cancer Care Equity and a thoracic medical oncologist, Dana Farber. I'll be one of your hosts for this episode.
1: And I'm Stephen Liu, a medical oncologist at Georgetown University. On this episode of Lung Cancer Considered, we are previewing the World Conference on Lung Cancer 2022, which is scheduled to happen in Vienna, Austria.
0: We are very excited to start talking about or meeting. We have been looking to this meeting for quite some time. It's happening between August 6th to August 9th, but we have to remember the time zones difference. So as you're scheduled the meeting, as you are looking forward to presentations, don't forget about that time zone difference between where you are and where the meeting is taking place.
1: Now, August 6th is just around the corner, but you can still register for this meeting. Please go to iaslc.org where you can find information on registration and dates. In addition, this is a hybrid meeting, and so you are able to register for the virtual component if you are unable to travel to Austria for the meeting. We want to thank in advance the chairs of the WCLC 22, including Dr. Robert Pierker, the honorary chair, and co-chairs Dr. Eric Lim, Dr. Francois Mornet, Dr. Sylvia Novello, and Dr. Helmut Prusch.
0: It is important to mention that during the meeting, we are going to require masking and proof of vaccination. The ISLC has taken these measures to protect us, our patients, as well as our loved ones. As many of us will be traveling from one location to another and could be exposed to COVID-19, it is a role to protect each other. We masking and approve of vaccination if you are attending the meeting in person.
1: In addition to all of the exciting data that we'll see and the educational and informational exchange that will occur at the meeting, we are just looking forward to seeing each other. And so there will be a welcome reception and all are invited that will take place Saturday evening at the convention center.
0: And I have to say, Stephen, I'm really looking forward to the welcoming reception, to see friends we haven't seen for three years, to meet in person, so many people that we may have interview and the podcast. And also a good excuse to get a fancy dress out of the closet that I haven't worn in three years.
1: I think, especially for our, our junior faculty and trainees and really members of our lung cancer community that haven't had the chance to network to meet in person because of the pandemic, we will rectify that in Vienna.
0: It is important to mention that during the meeting, there are several types of presentations. We have mini auto presentations that are five minutes, fire up the data quickly. You get the take-home message. We have longer presentations, or original research. We fall on oral presentations, they're usually 10 minutes. There is also educational sessions and several subjects, symposium, and different workshops for all attendees at home or in person in Vienna.
1: Speaking of workshops, there is one that I highly recommend for early career investigators and first-time attendees and that's workshop 03. That's Saturday, August 6th, eight o'clock in the morning, chaired by Dr. Tetsuya Mitsudomi and Dr. Heather Wakeley. That's going to be in the Lehar One room. They're going to cover some very important topics for first-time attendees. They'll review ISLAC membership and the advantages of the organization from Dr. Karen Kelly, a first-time guide to the meeting from Dr. Jerushka Naidu, and really talk about career path, those interested in translational careers and careers as investigational trialists, some talks on trial design, and a talk that both of us have enjoyed in the past, how to get your paper published by Dr. Alex Ajay, the editor-in-chief of Journal of Thoracic Oncology, a talk on giving a good presentation from Dr. Pasayani and a lot of very important talks. So I highly recommend for those early in their career to attend the workshop, eight o'clock Saturday, August 6th.
0: And I have to agree with you, Stephen, I attended the workshop for early career since I was a resident and a fellow. It allowed me to connect with other early career investigators that have actually led to future collaborations, have led to papers and have led to long lasting relationships that all started in that early career workshop at the World Conference. Yeah, I agree. And as we have evolved and continue to learn about social media, sometimes social media, particularly in the academic setting, can be a little bit scary. Or you don't know where to start. I remember my first few days in Twitter and the fear of posting or know what to post. And also learning about other ways in which you can use social media to advance your research, your career, to connect with others. The communications committee for the ISLC has a workshop that is right after the early career workshop that we just talked about, Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. in the Lehigh Room 2. So you only have to get a one room to the next room for the following workshop. Uh, Stephen and I are going to be chatting about the podcast, about the strategies of using social media. Dr. Stiles, who's the current chair of the communications, committee, we also chair the impulse, Dr. Naidu is going to be there. So a lot of people that you may have connected in social media, that you may have heard in a podcast are going to be here for this workshop, and they're going to be sharing their mm-hmm. learned lessons and mistakes and tips on how effectively use social media as a thoracic oncology provider, physician, investigator, etc. And it is my pleasure also to talk about the Women in Thoracic Oncology event. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background where this started. So this started in Barcelona in 2019. It was also a breakfast. It was led by Dr. Weekly. At that time, she was the president-elect. And the goal is to develop networking opportunities for women in all areas of thoracic oncology. The event is usually we have breakfast and coffee. And we have an initial introduction by Dr. Weekly and Dr. Kelly, and then we're going to proceed with a panel to talk about how the COVID pandemic may have affected many women's career and the tips to try to balance those challenges. And then we're going to have networking tables in which we get to meet other women in thoracic oncology, share your experiences, learn from them. And I hope to see many of you in person during this third event for women in thoracic oncology at the World Conference.
1: I think the networking opportunity is all these workshops really can't be understated. You know, we've carved out a good 20 minutes of that social media workshop on Saturday to just network. And you know, I know that we're a little biased, but lung cancer researchers, the investigators, the community within is like, these are the most approachable uh, that you, you'll ever come across. And this really is where. Where future research collaborations are born, where interests are developed, and and really lifelong friendships are made. This is a virtual meeting as well. There's a component that you can do this virtually if you're not able to travel for whatever reason. We do welcome participation on a virtual platform. I will note though that the recordings are not typically live streamed. These will generally be recorded and on demand within 24 hours. So all of the plenary and lectureship awards those will be live streamed, but the educational the oral sessions the mini oral sessions those will be recorded and on demand within 24 hours as well as most of the symposia that i find are very very helpful also want to mention the steps challenge You know, this is certainly a meeting where we're going to do a lot of walking this is the first annual iaslc steps challenge now, this is a 7 day virtual walkathon and this can occur anywhere it's virtual so you can participate even if you're not going to be in vienna this really is to raise money For the International Lung Cancer Foundation Research Grants Program and all the valuable research that they support. This takes place August 4th to August 10th. In conjunction with the conference, the donation is 25 euros to start, and then you watch your email, you get a personalized link to join. If you make that minimum donation, you can join that challenge and share it with your colleagues, family, friends. Really a fun way to get exercise, to sort of keep track of how many steps we are walking in these meetings and to really support the important research objectives of the ILCF.
0: And I'm really looking forward to the step challenge. I think that's a good way to motivate walking while, you know, trying to compensate to some of the delicious food I may eat during the (laughs) trip. And there is no, we're quite competitive between uh, investigators and our own friends, we in ISLC. So I'm looking forward to see who's going to claim the challenge and You know, where there's a few people that are quite very physically active in our society that I think they're going to bring the gain on with this. And as we move from the step challenge to other ways to support the foundation, the Lung Cancer, International Lung Cancer Foundation, it's important to remember that that foundation's funds are collected to support early career investigators to grants. This year, we're going to have the foundation benefit night. This is on Sunday night. It requires a 100-euro donation entry feed. Again, this feed is going to use to support early investigators. The benefit is going to be hosted in a historic venue. There's going to be a DJ and some dancing. So there is no better way to get steps than dancing. You can get hundreds of steps dancing. We suggest salsa and cocktails and a great opportunity to network with other people for a great cause which is supporting early career investigators.
1: So a few tips here, you know, this, we're a little out of practice. You know, this year, I did start going to some meetings, had to travel, and, you know, this is a skill. And I think that for those of us that haven't been to a conference in a while, maybe some reminders, some tips about what to do. I found that I was pretty bad at packing, that I packed a lot of stuff I didn't need. I didn't pack things that I didn't need. I forgot my charger. Sort of, we got to get used to traveling again. So we think of the WCLC, this is a meeting that we both love and we'll be attending in person for the first time since 2019. And Arjus, do you have any tips for attendees, first-time attendees, people that haven't gone to a conference in a while, tips to make the conference the best experience possible?
0: I have to agree with you, Steven. I think we lost practice and I think conferencing is like going to the gym. If you stop Mm -hmm. doing, it becomes painful when you come back. And one example of that was the past ASCO meeting, I was like, how do we do this all the time? So my number one recommendation is get comfortable shoes. First, you want to be part of the step challenge. And second, you want to be comfortable. So comfortable shoes is the number one rule for me. I use cumbers or chocks or flats to get from one place to another. Absolutely. And another thing is to bring your bottle of water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what else do we need to carry around? You don't want to carry too much stuff because the bags get heavy. That really slows you down to travel sort of sleek, but you need to have certain things. I always recommend, if you have one, a portable battery charger for your phone or a charger, because you know if, if that comes down, it sort of makes participation a little more difficult. Carry some business cards, something with your email address, some contact information to make it easy to network and to connect with other people. What else is in your bag, Narjuice?
0: Well, I get very hungry quite easily. <laughs> I have an interval between 10 to 15 minutes when I get hungry and I get hungry. So I always carry an energy bar with me, usually one low in sugar, and that helps me. And because we're traveling to Europe and people know how well I don't do with jet lag, i like a toddler, like a baby. I need to have specific times for sleep. I recommend everybody to bring some melatonin to help in the transition with the jet lag.
1: That's my personal tip. I would recommend that you bring an extra mask. I don't know if you've had your mask sort of snap the rubber band that goes over the ear. I hate when that sort of breaks off, but I have a couple extra masks handy because those are required for the meeting. My biggest tip though for WCLC is that you have to kind of plan. There are concurrent sessions. And the first WCLC I went to was in Sydney, Australia, and you it know, just kind of went in cold, didn't know what to expect. I figured that it would just go from room to room. And there are you know, simultaneous sessions and all of these sessions have value. Everyone that's invited to speak and that's presenting, you're going to get something out of it. But to get the most out of it for your own career, for where you are, you've got to plan a little. The abstracts are already available. And if you go to islc.org, it can direct you to the conference webpage where you can see the agenda. Plan out the meeting, see what what speaks to you? What's going to be relevant for your own career, for your own interests? Are there titles that sound interesting? Maybe something you don't have experience in and want to see if it's right for you. Note that some of the sessions are ticketed and so will require a ticket. Those are usually the breakfast sessions. And all the other ones generally are pretty close to each other. The McCormick Center for ASCO, it's a big venue. The Conference Center here in Vienna, you know, it's not small, but it's much more navigable. It's much more you can really get from place to place. You don't have to worry too much about transit. And I think the committee's done a great job of leaving a little space in between to sort of network after the sessions to get from session to session. And then there is dedicated lunch symposia where you can get lunch and learn. Now, Juice, when you're looking at the agenda, how do you figure out what you want to attend?
0: Well, I think usually what guides me is what we affect my patient care. So mm-hmm. the plenary sessions tends to be in the top of my list. And I also tend to, I strongly believe in supporting each other. So if he, any of my collaborators, mentees, members of my lab are presenting, I prioritize attending their presentations. Yes. I think we are stronger together. And finally, anything that aligns with my research or areas I'm not familiar with. I always find very enlightening because learning is a lifelong process to go to some presentations that I'm not familiar with. So sometimes you'll be finding a very basic science research presentation just to understand a little bit more about macrophages and mast cells, for example.
1: So yeah, that's my absolutely. top three. I completely agree. Those are great tips. And you know, I'll encourage people now to sort of flip through some of the titles of the talks, even if the session doesn't seem like it's maybe applicable to you, really look through some of the talks. I also really strongly recommend looking at who's giving the talk. And there are some speakers in my mind that you just can't miss, that if they're speaking, you go out of your way to hear them. The opening plenary, which is, you know, Saturday, August 6th. That starts at 6.15 PM local time. That plenary session includes Annabelle Gerwich. I think that's going to be a wonderful plenary talk. That's our, our New York Times bestselling author who herself was diagnosed with lung cancer in 2020. And it's going to be a wonderful talk. And Julie Bramer. And really, I think that immunotherapy in lung cancer would be about a decade behind where it is now, if not for Dr. Bramer. So hearing her talk about that before the welcome reception, I think that's going to be a wonderful talk. I always look at who's giving the talk and look at the titles. Some of them are surprising. I'll give sort of an example. There's a nursing symposia on Saturday, a workshop there. And normally I wouldn't sort of feel that applies to me, but there's a session there on how to support children and grandchildren of you know patients diagnosed with lung cancer. And to me, I think that's going to be a very important scenario where I don't have a lot of experience, something I'd really like to learn more about. And so this really is an opportunity to learn from the experts in the field to really make our entire community better one last tip I'll mention is that we are trying to be a little more green. We will not be giving out conference bags this year. So, reminder that that if you do want to carry some things around, you'll need to bring your own bag for that meeting. Looking forward to WCLC, I think that one of the things we we often look forward to, of course, the purpose of the meeting is the data. And so, juice as we close out this preview episode, are there any abstracts that you're particularly looking forward to this year?
0: I think the updated of data for IMPOWER010 overall over-survival data. So for s- our listeners, IMPOWER010, or IMPOWER10, <laughs> depends how you want to call it, mm-hmm. is the adjuvant at Map data that was presented by Dr. Weekly and Dr. Philippe in previous meetings. But now we're going to have overall survival data. And as it was discussed in social media, when this study was presented, overall survival data is quite important where you're evaluating adjuvant therapy, particularly for early stage disease to determine who will benefit from a whole year of artisaluzumab.
1: Absolutely agree. People said, you know, wanted survival, wait for survival. Well, now we're going to get it. One of the plenaries I'm interested in seeing is one of the arms of the CodeBreak 100. And that's, you know, CodeBreak 100 features sotarasib. This is a direct KRAS G12C inhibitor that received FDA accelerated approval in a second line setting. What we're going to see at World Lung Are the results from the combination studies of sotiracib with immunotherapy, with pembrolizumab and with atezolizumab. We know there's certainly rationale to combine these drugs together, some of these targeted agents and immunotherapy, but in other drivers like EGFR, ALK, it really has not been safe to combine those. And so I'm eagerly anticipating the results of KRAS, which is a different mutation, KRAS-G12C sotiracib with immunotherapy.
0: It's quite exciting, you know, to see more and more data and more and more options for our patients. My next discussion is bias because I'm the presenter of this study. And this is the Scholl study, which is the Sexual Health Assessment in Women with Lung Cancer. I'm the principal investigator of this study that was co-funded by the GoTo Foundation. And it's the largest study evaluating sexual health in women with lung cancer to date. We interview over 250 women at different backgrounds, different geographic locations to understand the effects of lung cancer and lung cancer treatment and their sexual health. So stay tuned for the results. We're looking forward to remembering that our patients are more than their disease and sexual health is often understudied and underreported but a very important aspect of our patients' quality of life.
1: I will definitely be in the audience for that. Narjuice. look forward to hearing your work there. You know, there's going to be a session on climate change, an education session. That I think it's going to be very interesting to sort of hear what impact that has on lung cancer and lung cancer research. We're also going to see the results from the CALGB140503. This is an alliance trial a phase three study that's looking at low bar versus sub resection for stage 1A. And so an important surgical study that we'll finally see some results from.
0: And I think something which is not part of the plenary session that I would like to add is a lot of the presentations are going to be done by our patient advocates and our patient activists. I think attending presentations by the people that we treat, the people voice that matters the most is extremely important. And ISOC has done it and continues to include many patient advocates and activists in the program. So we invite everyone to attend their presentations because they have a perspective that no, no one else can provide.
1: Anything else you're looking forward to at this meeting, juice, I just want to remind listeners and anyone else attending the meeting that everyone's approachable. Don't be shy. Come. You know, if you, you see somebody that you've worked with before that you recognize, introduce yourself, um, sort of establish these connections. That's what these, these meetings are really helpful in doing. Any other tips or anything else you're looking forward to, to the meeting?
0: Well, my number one tip is when you put meetings in your Outlook calendar, put it in the right time zone. I know <laughs> I say that just at the beginning, but when you schedule it, make sure you put Vienna time and know where you are right now. Because otherwise, when you are right to Vienna, it's going to be a mess. I leave out of my Outlook calendar. I put everything in my Outlook calendar. So <laughs> I think that's my number one tip. And something that I'm really looking forward, Stephen, is to see people and get to have that human interaction that we cherish some of. We're lung cancer doctors. We have a heavy emotional burden. And sharing that burden with your friends, I think, and your collaborators in person is something that, despite all advances in technology, you still cannot replace.
1: And you're in a room where everyone has sort of aligned interests. Everyone has the same passions. We're all here working to improve the care of patients with lung cancer and thoracic cancers. You know, we did a registry of energy one fusion lung cancer. This really stemmed from a small meeting at World Lung. And we sort of sat down and said, I wonder if we could just look at this together. And the four of us, myself and and Alex Drillen and Jacques Dursault and Jacques Cadronel and Michael Dursault, this is where these ideas happen and there are a lot of resources here. We really want to connect everybody. And there's a lot going on. I'll just throw one plug here for, for those that aren't able to attend the meeting. And even if you are attending the meeting, so many things are happening at once, juice and I will be doing daily podcasts with updates about what was presented at WCLC.
0: Yes. And we were able to provide you the scoops of what things happen and may happen during this podcast to keep you up to date as you navigate through the first World Conference of Love Cancer in three years that we meet in person. And so stay tuned for daily podcasts and new stories coming out of this conference
1: and lots of pictures. And for those that want to follow along, the hashtag for the meeting will be hashtag WCLC22.
0: We are looking forward to seeing all of you in person and the people that cannot travel. We're looking forward to connecting in many other ways, including social media and through the podcast. This is the first time since Stephen and I took over the podcast that we'd be in person at an ISLC meeting. So we're really looking forward to this.
1: All right. Hope to see you all there and come introduce yourself and we'll see you in Vienna.
0: And this is it for this episode of Lung Cancer Considered. Don't forget to tune in for new episodes and the daily podcast at the upcoming World Conference on Lung Cancer. Bye. Thank you for listening to Lung Cancer Considered. You can find all our podcasts on our website, islc.org, in our newsroom or on SoundCloud. Please take a moment to rank, like, write comments, and share your favorite episodes with your colleagues.